I was thinking about this song this morning. What about it? When you were texting me with that nonsense. What is it? <laughs> well, Do you, you know the song? Have you, you ever heard it? But you definitely don't have it. What? I don't. What? No, no. I wanted some of it. Some of what? What you got? I respect. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Yeah, I'm serious. That's what you were thinking this morning? Oh, I heard the You're song and I was singing it, you know. I don't give you respect? That's what you were thinking? You were like, oh. Not via text message. No text message respect. What? I texted you all day. And you there didn't. was. What? Mo the majority of things we covered on a phone conversation. Okay, so so I then had showing. So I, we got off the phone. Mm-hmm. So you had you showed your cousin a house, right? And mm -hmm. we chatted quickly. Although yep. I had to call you because you were going to call me on your ride to that appointment, and you didn't. So I. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned in to episode 39 of The Real Word. A little respect today. A little... I don't even know what it means. Do you have respect for our main topic? I... I... I you don't? No respect at all. I have tons of respect. I just... Um, just a, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe you're listening to the song wrong. Hmm, but anyway... I'm excited about today, 39. All right, want to know why virtual brokerages will make real estate team expansions explode? This is an- Unstoppable, in, Unstoppable, but I, I'm saying I'm using explode. Ooh, the the actual. <laughs> no. Uh, this is an Inman article, yes. right? Yes. Now that we have our, now that we have our free um, subscription, thank you, Danny. Yes, Th well, yours, they've always been free, actually. Our MLS pays for it. Anyways, anyways, anyways uh, KW, doing basically these expansion teams. A lot of KW teams are expanding into other states, other towns. Uh, having a virtual brokerage allows you to do that, right. similar to maybe what EXP does. That's a, a model somebody can certainly expand into different locations. What's your thought on a team expanding outside of their geographical location? Well, I think it's brilliant, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's fabulous. I mean, you have plenty of friends that are doing it that are in multiple states, multiple um, cities. Yeah, one of my favorite KW agents, Jeremy, Katie, yeah, I love JC. Jeremy. I don't, I've never met him yet. And that's a shame. It is. He, he, he does it in Atlanta and Jacksonville. No, I mean, I think it's great. I think that if you've mastered your area and you have, you know, all of the systems in place and it's working and you can move it to another spot, great. I mean, I think in those bigger cities, I just spit there, so I hope mm. I didn't get the camera. Um, I think that those bigger cities are obviously a little bit easier than like I think it's just really hard. Like again, and I, I we'll get into it with our rackets, hey, but I don't think it. I don't think it comes down to being in a big city or not. I think it comes down to are you dominating location one? If you're not right. dominating location well, one, well, but but my point is, is if there's not enough population to support the domination, how do you then dominate? No, because because yeah. even if they're so in well, the article it references this Vermont agent was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing because there's only 2,700 total transactions that I can get that I can tap into in, in his MLS or or his state right uh, i think it's the whole state uh it is the whole state 2700 transactions so so this team leader he or she was yep. thinking that okay if i expand i'm gonna have a bigger pool of deals where take, is he right take okay. down 20 percent 
18, 20, 22% of your market. Right. Take 20% of the 2,700 mm -hmm. deals right. before you go and try to plant a flag in another 100%. location. 100%. You have to, you have to, you have to. That's what I mean by dominate. Yeah, yeah. You need to put a big boy sure. and girl Yeah, so you're not just starting your, your team and then another year you're doing like another, another spot. You can't, I mean, I don't, I don't. How do you do that? Because that because then you're, you're just pulling away from your other your right, other market. You, I, I'm a big believer in if you're if you're really a leader and you're gonna jack the people up and get them to do the most they possibly can, get them to, you know, tap into the best life possible for them and, and certainly which which is gonna reflect in how they, they serve customers, then you as a leader are gonna have to be in that marketplace. Right. And if you're doing that through a virtual uh, brokerage and you're in Vermont and then you're trying to you know swing that in Nashville that's gonna be very difficult you're, yeah you're not gonna have your your pulse on what's actually happening day to day now if you have a machine that you've built up right you have the support staff and the agents that are capable of carrying through on that 20% market share you built in in market one and you want to go and physically put yourself in market number two because you know the people right in market number one are right. so damn good, right. then you can go and do that. That's right. that's my opinion. Unless you just really start networking pretty hard and you find somebody like if you if you live like if you live in Vermont personally and then you meet somebody though in Nashville that you really like that you want to sort of team up with. Right. But obviously like you're not leaving Vermont. They're not leaving Nashville. So I mean you could probably even do it that way. So you would then yeah. like, have sort of like a partner down there. And this isn't a rule, there's exceptions to every rule. Of course. You and I now have a a working relationship and right. and I feel like it's I feel like there's a lot of respect in wow. that a little respect I don't know you were, you were sort of demanding that this morning hello <laughs> in the relationship but, wow. but there's also a lot of trust and yep. and so if you were to say tomorrow that you're moving to another marketplace while right. we're not at the numbers here in Connecticut that we are striving to be at that we believe we can achieve yeah it would make sense to expand at that point Right. And say, hey, OK, you're moving over there unless she was trying to move away. You, from there. Uh, <laughs> but hey, you're moving over there. Let's go ahead and expand because we we already know our systems. We know how we operate. Right. We well, can pull absolutely, that off. For sure. I mean, I, I think you have to trust your agents, though, yeah. too. I mean, especially if you're not going to be there day to day, you have to trust the fact that they're. I mean, I, I, I it, it's like anything else. I mean, you just do you, you have think, to trust your people. Believe do you think in the, them. the online brokerage model makes this more possible? For someone to pull off oh my god 100 yeah. 100 i mean i think that there's i think there's a lot of people and again i, I we're I, we're really just talking about i'm just really talking about my marketplace which is which is connecticut if, yep. if people don't know um and i think that there's a lot of people in connecticut with sellers and buyers that are still so super old school where i i think that it would I think it'll take a little longer here to actually achieve that because I think a lot of people are still like, oh, I've used so and so forever. Like my mom used so and so. The local like, thing yeah, in New England. Yeah, there is. That, but there, I mean, that. it's 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 shift one hundred percent shifting. So absolutely. Well, I do here's think the other that thing. If, if there is a time for you to do this now, now is here's it. the other part of this. So KW, for instance, or EXP, yeah, has this online brokerage model, and and it in theory could make expansion more scalable. Right. What should the big brokerages use to their advantage, the big box brokerages, the ones that have offices, physical offices everywhere, what they should do, because here's what I know, e expansion teams and teams getting bigger is only gonna continue to multiply 100%. over the next five years. Teams are getting bigger, teams are gonna become more powerful 
Mr. and Mrs. Big Box Brokerage. Yeah. And so when that happens, not if, you better make it very easy for your teams to succeed in that type of environment. Meaning if you have 2,000 plus offices, say to your agents, hey, you have access to all my offices. Right. With no friction. Right. With nothing but support. Right. Because at the end of the day, that's one of your last advantages over these online brokerages and these disruptors, by right. the way. And, but why wouldn't they want you? I mean, so many offices now, though, you find are, are sort of doing away with everybody having a desk in a spot. It's more of like this collaboration space. So they're already setting their offices up for, yeah. for their agents to do do just that. If if I'm in one town, but I'm traveling eight towns over to sell, like I want to be able to pop Listen, into that office. And none of your agents are in the office anyway. Well, that's they're just it too. There. There's name tags and dust on it, and they're not they're not there. So, so use these physical locations to. to your advantage. Meaning, you have to let the teams and the brokerages claim all the locations to compete with the online right. brokerage who is broker who is coming to eat your lunch anyway. I mean, if anything, just at least feel like you're getting like your rent's worth. Like yeah. you got, I mean, your return there's, on investment's gotta be something There's there. so much in that one, but let, let's yeah. get on to the rackets. Ooh, it's a good one. Uh, the first one? Yeah. They're all, they're well, all good. It, it sort of goes into what we're yeah. talking about here. First racker, racket rather, I buyers, these disruptor companies are having a hard time or ex avoiding all together. They are together. avoiding. They're not having a hard time. They're avoiding the Northeast. Avoiding the Northeast. They don't want to be here. They don't want to be here. So why are the I buyers and, and what I mean by I buyers, Zillow instant offers, open door. Why are companies like this avoiding the Northeast market? We know where they are. They're in Arizona. They're in uh, parts of Texas. Atlanta. They're in Atlanta. They're yeah. in these type markets in Florida, whether it's Tampa, wherever. Right. Why not the Northeast? So they're claiming that not only is it price, <clears throat> um, it sounds like if in this on this Inman article, they're talking about the fact that the, our pricing here is a little bit higher, but it's a little unpredictable too. Um, our neighborhoods are not similar to those neighborhoods in big cities. So like your na our neighbor, my neighbor at my house is completely different from my neighbor on my left where they're saying yeah. in these bigger cities, it's, it's, it's predictable. It can be duplicated. It sort of takes all of the guessing out of cost and prices because all of the homes are virtually the same. And in the Northeast, you could have a 1875 house next to a 1975 raised ranch. So the unpredictability next about it. Next to a 1730. Like it's yes. that oh, crazy. For sure. So that, so that was one of their points is that and, it's you, un and you could have an 1875 home that is completely not renovated next to one that's from the 1700s that's like brand new right next to one that maybe was torn all the way down to the foundation in the studs and brand 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 right. new like right. or like hey one's a multifamily, one's like a three family one's right. like yeah so we're, it's, in, it's we're a, in arizona you might have a thousand homes in the same community that were all built within the, the same five years oh absolutely and they right? all probably look the same maybe the wall color is a little bit different it's all the same square footage it's all like you have the same lot same pull in Floor there's plans. probably like a little group pool there too like we don't mm. have group pools like that's called the why um i don't want a group pool. you don't want a group pool? No. Oh, wow. Hmm. Playground, maybe maybe a playground. There's not even any like. I'm not trying to swim with playgrounds. my neighbors. Um, no, no, yeah, not but you'll swim at the Y. Yeah, well, I try to swim. I, I mostly drowned at the Y. <laughs> but but yeah, to your point, these algorithms, Zillow, for instance, the Zestimate doesn't work in a location like ours because right. I mean it's so you could have a million dollar house on the same road in Connecticut, especially like you know southeast and and 
the shoreline of Connecticut, you could have a million plus home literally next door to a $300,000 home. For sure. And, and, and so that, that $300,000 home doesn't actually even hurt you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very interesting. So I guess it's, I think, again, it goes back to the virtual brokerages. I think, I think similarly, I think that it'll be a little bit more difficult for them to sort of tap into this Northeast because I think in, in most situations, you really have to know your neighborhoods. You have to, you have to be on the ground. You have to, uh, again, especially because it's not to say that this isn't going to come. They're, oh no, not at all. They're just taking the no. low hanging fruit for sure. For now, well, they have to. They have to. It's just like you were saying. You have to achieve it in one spot before you go to the next. Exa- so they're it's the they're, same they're, thing. They're, I mean, one hundred percent playing it safe, and I don't blame them. I mean, there's plenty of other cities to achieve this goal in, and I don't blame them. I mean, the Northeast is it's tough. I mean, it's it's funny because even when it's we were different. It is different. We even at the summit, uh, um, Tom Ferry was talking about how, like, guys, like, it's coming, like, a normalized market. We've been in a normalized yeah. market for the last like Yo, seven TF, years. Come to Connecticut. This is normal. <laughs> I mean, we're talking we're talking about maybe, like, maybe like a three percent increase, yeah. if that, possibly. But like, we, la- we, like, it's yeah, it depends. Sale, sale prices. It depends on the range and the town and I mean, all of that. I mean, you have so many people it's that bought a, homes just two years ago that they're going to be losing money. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not across the board like no. some places. All right, racket right. Anyway. number two. HUD claims Facebook is discriminating through their ad platform. Super interesting topic, I have to say, because um, it's I I see why. Right. I mean, you're we're, we target ads. Yep. I mean, we're not targeting it. I mean, they were saying that there were some ads targeted to, um, you know, certain religions. I mean, we don't target talking religion, about religion here. But like you want to target you. I mean, if you're selling a $800,000 home, I'm definitely not targeting somebody that's bringing in, you know, $50,000 a year. So, you know, you do target the, the, the people that Income. can afford, right? The people that yep. can afford the homes. You're targeting areas too, right? I mean, you kind of know if... If, the, like the, what people are, where people are moving from to you know patterns. By the way, we link up all of these Inman articles so you can you one. can read all the articles. Yeah. The social network is said to have violated the Fair Housing Act with targeting at targeting advertising, including allowing ads to be limited based on users' religion. I mean, it's it's a racket, but I I I I see I'll, it. I I'll tell you what I know disagree. is is happening 100 percent in in. I know you know this. When we're boosting stuff now, it is not being approved, and it says you can request a manual review on on Facebook. If it is very specific to housing, Facebook is playing it safe right now, and they're completely not allowing you to boost. They're not taking your money on that ad. So agents, brokers, we need to be a little bit more creative in what we're going to – put an ad spend on doesn't mean, oh, well, Facebook's not letting me do an ad spend. So I'm going to stop advertising on Facebook. You know, people's attention are on Facebook and Instagram. We need to be a little bit more creative in how we're going to present our real estate ad and not say, you know, hey, uh, you can qualify for this house under these terms. Maybe we need to be ultra specific or we need to be more creative so that it falls within the guidelines of what we can and can't do. I mean, Shit's changing, people. Dude, that's, Shit's that's a real changing. one because because you could just be lazy the last five years and get good juju out of uh, Facebook by just spending ten bucks on an ad. Right, like you could be literally lazy. Right. All right, bracket number three. Yeah. Offer pads, which we've talked about on the show before, has now partnered with local bellhops to help buyers move within a fifty-mile radius. Is this a complete racket? I love it's not a racket. It's not. 
I mean, you don't work with buyers as much. Excuse me. As much. Excuse as much. As much. Excuse me. I mean, you're already ticked off that I'm leaving early for a closing today because you're like, why do you go to a closing? Um, Because it's my buyer. But anyway, I think it's brilliant. I think that. A little respect over here, guys. (laughs) A little respect. I love it. I think that um, I think that anything that you as an agent or a team or whomever can provide to make a transaction smoother and easier and seamless, yeah. like you're going to win. You're 100. It's all about customer service. That's a beautiful customer service thing because everyone's always like, I think the biggest thing is, is there's so many stories you hear of people, you know, getting a moving truck or trying to move or I think the hardest part too is obviously not knowing exactly when it's going to close too because yeah. closing dates always change. But I mean, if you're affiliated with one, obviously Bellhop, I'm certain is probably going to be a little bit more palatable to the fact that like dates are going to change because they have to because like they're working with if, their people. And if they're working directly with offer pads, they're going to get used to the, the, and, the real estate transaction a little bit. Right. And I think that the buyer could also trust the moving company a little bit more. There's so many times that I read articles about trucks that, you know, are driving across the country and they like almost like stop and then demand more money yeah. if they want like they're there. And I'm like, what? Like you're holding their things hostage. Like, God, that's must. Listen, I can't even imagine. In the world of fighting for frictionless um, service yes. for the consumer, yes. which is what every real estate agent, broker, disruptor, Zillow, everyone's going to fight for this. This this frictionless service that we can provide for the customer. On top of that, it's going to come down to experience. Okay, who's going to handle my move? Right. Who's going to handle changing my utilities right. into the right name? I mean, like, utilities is such a huge if, obstacle to overcome too. Generally I mean, speaking, if you're a buyer, a lot of the work's on you. Hey, yeah. change your utility. Right. Get a mover. Right. Get insurance. Right. Get, 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 get. Right, right. Instead of, I got you. Right. I got it all for you. Yes. Handled. I mean, it's, and again, I think the moving thing is just as important as your utility, obviously, and especially moving. I mean, you and I just moved, both of us, in the last two years. You actually have moved multiple times in the last three days. Moving again, <laughs> again, a couple days. It's stressful. I mean, especially families with, like, kids and, like, Yeah. so I just, I think, I don't think this is a racket at all. I, I, I mean, I actually love the fact that it's kind of old school. There's a um, there's an agent in our marketplace. Um, I think that he since has sort of done away with it because I just again I, I don't think he changed his business enough to, but he actually his team owned a truck. They a moving owned truck. a moving truck. I mean I don't necessarily want to pack up my shit and put it in the truck like I'm going to hire people to do that. But he owned a truck. His team owned a truck. So every time one of his clients needed a truck, they would they would just hey I need the truck and then the he truck. would he would loan out the truck. Right. I mean. Yeah. I think I think that was brilliant. I love that we're still bringing it back to like the basics because like actually physically moving your stuff is never going away. I mean that's a basic that's never going away. So I love the fact that they're actually. Um, it's going to come down to to full service, full service on a lot of degrees. Sure. What do, what's the problem? And this is basic sales. Like what's the problem? Can I solve the problem better than a competitor? There right. was a, there was a, a a comment on our on our last video on Inman, a comment in the in the Inman section. And the guy said, I just, I think you guys are taking the Zillow thing way too nonchalant. I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little Ooh, bit. Oh, I missed that one. You he, gotta he, send me some of those. Yeah, I'll send you that. Mm. Well, you have access to Inman now. Well, but uh, he basically said, you guys are taking this a little too nonchalant, like Zillow is 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 coming for us, this type of, of, yeah. of fear mongering. I was like, dude, the consumer is gonna go direct to whoever causes them the last friction. That's whether Zillow's here or not. Right. Like they're not, they're gonna, and he, he's like, they're gonna cut out the agent. 
the consumer will cut out the agent. If the agent doesn't provide the experience and the service, that is better than whatever else is being offering. This is just basic business, bro. Right. Like just buck up and be better. Right. And, and at the end of the day, all of us as agents need to do that. For sure, I think it's. I think I don't think this is a racket at all. I think no. it's. I think it's lovely, and it's maybe something that we need to go talk about. Respect the game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye.